Absolutely. You, you need new friends. Especially when you are getting closer to the Lord, you're going to need new friends. Absolutely. And honestly, a lot of your old friends are going to die off. Welcome back to the You Can Sit With Us podcast. I am Brittany. And I'm Bridget. And you have a seat at our table. Always. Today we're going to be talking about a really good topic, a very crucial, crucial thing in this life. Sure is. And that is community. <laughs> we really wanted to put the Friends theme song, but we can't for legal reasons and copyright reasons. So we're just going to sing it. Words, but yeah, I always skip it. But I, if you know me, if you know me, you know that Friends is like yes. gold. I love it. It's my favorite thing of all time. Absolutely. It comes second to the Lord. Actually, it comes third to Salsa. But yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about um, community. Um, as you can see on our title, it says no, no new, friends. new friends. No ah, new friends. Wait, how does that song go? I didn't even sing it right. It said no new friends. That's, hey, hey, I don't know. <laughs> Dang. I have no you know idea. what? I don't know what she's Pause. talking about. You could leave it rolling. I just want to look it up real quick. When you say no new friends, I think of... No new friends. No new friends. No new friends. No no. You could like speed that up, right? And like make it fast so that it's not copyrighted. Ooh, I feel but weird. yeah, so no new friends. Sign mm. me. Mm. But um, <laughs> we, we know... That the kingdom of God is an upside down kingdom. It's opposite to this world. So we titled the episode No New Friends because we really want to talk about how we feel about that. Exactly. And we feel quite the opposite. Um, we Scratch think that, that. Bump that. All that. <laughs> uh, also, I think it's a play on words because we always start the new year. Like our first episode was New Year, New Me. Right. You know, no new friends. But yes, new friends. Absolutely. You, you need can new sit friends, with us. Especially... When you are getting closer to the Lord, you're going to need new friends. Absolutely. And honestly, a lot of your old friends are going to die off. Like, it's sad to say, but I feel like it's just an inevitable part yeah. of be, being, being a, a Christian. Creation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It happens naturally in life, but like, especially when you, in like your early adulthood, choose to really live for the Lord. Yeah. Um, people aren't going to get it. They're not going to always understand it. And it's painful, but you have to trust that some things need to die off for new things to come into your life to really feed you in the way that you need to get, you know, to that next chapter of your life, that next right. season. Um, right, absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to start off in Genesis. And essentially, God created us for community. When you look at the world, right? One of the biggest, most severe punishments that humans can get, think about in prisons, right? Mm -hmm. When someone does something really bad, they're already in prison. They, they could be there for life, right? They want me Okay. They're turning, we're turning this episode into a musical. <laughs> I know, right? Um, um, we should join the worship team, right? Comment below if you agree. <laughs> one of the biggest forms of punishment for a prisoner who's already incarcerated is solitary confinement Oof, yeah like to separate them from people to have them be in a room alone that is pretty much saying that that is synonymous with torture yeah. like that is the one of the biggest punishments that you can get besides death itself mm -hmm. and 
that says so much about the human, the way we're designed as humans. And even people who are atheists, who don't believe in God, clearly like the the governments are set up that way. So they also agree that we are created for relationships. I just think that the way that this world sees relationships and treats relationships is not godly. So we're here to hopefully shed some light on what, how you can go about having godly relationships and how important and how impactful community is in your life and so first we're going to turn to genesis and in genesis chapter hold on (laughs) chapter 2 verse 18 it tells us the lord god said it is not good for the man to be alone i will make a helper suitable for him what he's talking about here is after god created the heavens the earth the land the seas vegetation and fruit bearing trees bars (laughs) i told y'all sign me Um, day and night birds and fish animals all of it and mankind he created adam all of the things before creating adam he looked at and he said and declared that it is very good he was pleased with it it was perfect it was beautiful if you ever created anything you were pleased with it just imagine that times like infinity Mm. but He created man and saw that he was alone, that none of those other things that he created could be an equal like counterpart, an equal opposite of him, an equal balance, an equal like partner, you know, in life. And he said it is not good for man to be alone. So he created woman out of Adam's rib. And we can go into a whole topic of relationships and marriage, which I'm sure we will. But keeping on the general topic of community is we are created for community. We created for people to be in relationship. And I think it's so beautiful. And it tells of the gospel and the Trinity, really, like who God is, because God himself exists within community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God, the Father, God, the Holy Spirit, and God, the Son, have always existed and will always exist in perfect unity and community together. And so we are created in that way so that God is at the center and foundation of every relationship and then with us and then the other person. So we may be in a relationship. We are friends, right? That is a relationship. But until God was at the center of it, it wasn't truly like bringing glory to him. It wasn't really telling of the glory. It was in a sense because we get a little glimpse of his love by loving each other. But the thing is when you are living with God and and you're founded on his word and you're following him, there's such a new level that's like low key unlocked in relationships that you get that you, you couldn't have without him. And I think that's so beautiful. Um, You have any thoughts on that? Yeah. So it's not a recommendation. Community, mm-hmm. fellowship, friends, it's not a recommendation. It's a requirement yeah. for us. Uh, when you were mentioning um, earlier in, in the episode solitary, of, confinement. Yeah, solitary confinement, how that's like ultimate torture, it just brought me back to thinking of the movie Castaway with um, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. I never really saw it. No, it's it's really good. It's I know. Funny. Don't shun me. <laughs> Um, but wait, what? You seen a movie that I haven't seen? I did, I did. Look at that. That's a victory. That is a miracle. God still does miracles, y'all. <laughs> I know, because I'm not a movie buff. Is, that, is yeah. that the term? But I love movies. I'm just not as cultured on it, you know. <laughs> Anyways, um, but Castaway, he um, he was so desperate for community mm. that he made a friend with a ball. Oh, yeah. Um, and called it Wilson. I've heard about this. I wanted to watch yeah, this. Yeah, it's like, but that's like... That's so true. That's so, like, I mean, I think of the movie or whatever. Obviously, the movie is fictional, but, like, 
even maybe I don't know if the director was a believer or not but like it's just so vital it yeah. is not a recommendation it is a requirement yeah. and I know we'll get into it more into the into the episode but I know it could be scary it could be scary to even the thought of maybe Absolutely. maybe losing some friends now that you are in Christ and that you're you're a whole new creation and opening up your heart up to new people and is that, scary exactly. that's it's super scary it's it's in a it's a vulnerable place that you're in um both from potentially losing and gaining so we're we're going to talk about that more in the yeah, episode yeah but when you let that fear guide you or not guide you like you let that fear prevent you from going out there getting in community putting yourself out there putting yourself in new places and spaces and reaching out to people and doing uncomfortable things you're letting fear rule your life so mm-hmm. do you really like is fear your god or is god your god you know like right and give yourself grace in that but feel the fear but do it anyway like that's yep. such a rule of thumb in life you have to do it mm-hmm. so on the topic of it being scary like when you're letting that fear guide you you give yourself grace, but that indicates that you you should retreat and spend some time with God because I think the more time we spend with God, the more the shame breaks off, the more the guilt breaks off, the more right. the fear breaks off because we are seeing ourselves in the reflection of Him, a perfect and holy God. And it takes away this this internal belief that we need to be perfect. Mm-hmm. you know. And then once we really receive and accept His grace— we are able to have that same approach with others and with ourselves in in the context of relationships with others. And I know like two episodes back, we talked about the importance of like being in solitude and time alone. This, both are true. You need to have both in your life Mm -hmm. to have a healthy, emotionally, mentally, spiritually healthy life. You need to have time of solitude and silence with God and God alone, but you need to not live a life of isolation. Don't, you know, how many times do we self-diagnose as introverts, but really now you're just living out of fear because you don't want to get heartbroken again. You don't want to get rejected. You don't want to put yourself out there or be uncomfortable to learn, um, you know, get to know new people. She in somebody's house to die. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, But really... At the end of it all, no, you need to have, you need to know yourself and your capacity and live true to that, essentially. Like, you need community and you need time alone with God. Right. Both. Right. They're they're both essential. As she said, I believe in the same same episode she's talking about now, it's a balance. Um, And... It takes it takes a little bit of time to kind of like see what is your capacity and and it changes what every season right, it's, exactly. it's an ongoing thing and it's honestly it's exciting to yeah. like take tally of that and stuff because yeah. it's the reward of it is so fulfilling right you right, know? right no I agree I agree yeah. all right let's get some Bible all right so I have a couple of scripture here to back up what we're saying I mean there's this is just literally two out of like. I don't know how many that the Bible constantly encourages us to get in community and to be in community. <gasps> we didn't say our favorite things. We're going to have to do that in a second. Okay. okay. After this thought. Okay. So. Okay. Cut back in. So the first scripture I have is 1 Thessalonians 5, 14 and through 15. And Thessalonians. Version. You don't even call it that. <laughs> she calls it Thessalonians. <laughs> I told Dang. y'all, we, we are making a, a, a BMM, Bridget Mar- Marisol Marquina translation of the Bible. This is not a, a depiction, I think that's the word, of holding someone accountable. This ain't it. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. 
help the weak, be patient with everyone, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but mm. always strive to do what is good for mm. each other and for everyone else. Mm. Uh, Col- so good. Colossians 3, 13, 14. Colossians. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Please render me grace. <laughs> um, bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you have a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you grievance. and over... A grievance. Give me grace, please. Okay. Um, Sorry. I love that verse. Um, uh, Let me forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Yes. Unity. Unity. There is no community without unity. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I feel like I had a thought, but I lost it. I have a thought. You, you can think about your thought while I I share my thought. <laughs> so that's so good. And forgiveness is a whole topic. And we are going to talk about that. Just not today. Uh, but we do have to mention it when yeah. we're talking about relationships. Absolutely. Because unforgiveness is one of the, probably if not the most, detrimental thing in relationships. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So you have to be willing to forgive. And if... Um, I forget. It's a Luke verse um, in the Gospel of Luke that says, those who have been forgiven much, forgive much. Those who have been forgiven little, forgive little. Mm -hmm. So if you're having a hard time forgiving people, it's time to spend some time with God Mm -hmm. and receive his forgiveness for you. Mm-hmm. And realize just how fall, how short you have fallen of his glory and his goodness yeah. and his standards. And be reminded that he doesn't look at you and, and count that against you. You know, that that he he instead wants to be in relationship with you. So if that's the case with God, a holy God who literally has no sin in him, who are we to withhold forgiveness from others? Mm-hmm. Sinful human beings. Remember... We love to measure sin as humans. We love to measure sin. Like mm-hmm. I, oof, I'm just learning this so much right now in life. Like your bitterness, your gossip is just as bad as that con's murder. Mm-hmm. I know that's hard to, to, to conceive and understand as a human because we, we just naturally in our sinful nature, we put levels to sin, but sin is sin to God. All sin separates us. Exactly. Like we need to have that approach when we're, when we're approaching forgiveness and approaching people, like extend them grace, extend them forgiveness. I promise you what comes after so much more freeing. It's not people taking advantage of you because who are they to take advantage of you in the first place if you don't give them that power? Like, yeah, you know? exactly. And if God is for you, who can be against you? Amen. And that's scripture. Um, that, that brings me into um, the topic of friendship isn't perfect and disappointment yes. will happen. Um, and therefore, we need to definitely get a good grip and a good understanding of forgiveness because because disappointment will happen. As she yep. mentioned earlier, we're not perfect. We're not meant to be perfect. The only one that was perfect was Jesus. And because we're not perfect, because we, we are sinful by nature, we need Jesus. Yeah. And He, the more we spend time with Him, the more we fellowship with Him, the more He conforms our hearts yeah. to match His, our character to match His. And um, I'll say... I want to dive into something. I want to park there and like really dive into this. Okay. It's so good and so important. Mm-hmm. And I think our friendship is a beautiful testimony of that. Yes. Like, oh my. We have been best friends since we were 12. So about we 16 are years. 28, 29 now. So it's been a minute. Yeah. 
And it has not come without its challenges. We've literally, after high school, she went straight to the army. I went straight away to college. Mm -hmm. She got deployed twice. Mm -hmm. Um, In a span of five years. She never lived back in New York. I, after college, I lived back in New York City for three years. Then I moved to Japan. Then I moved to Germany. She moved to Florida. Like, we went through a lot of different challenges, changes, and... I think the reason why our relationship has stood so strong and honestly stronger now than ever is because we gave each other grace to just be who we are and live our own lives and not yeah. have unhealthy expectations or you standards took the words on each other. Yeah. And now as as believers, we understand that to a whole nother level because it used to be hard to not catch offense or hurt, mm-hmm. especially when you're someone who really, really pours into the relationships around you. Like even now, there's times when we're both navigating our capacities yeah. and we have very different capacities. And I have to be sensitive to the fact that her capacity is very different than mine. And it's not right for me to project my capacity onto her when she feels like she's overwhelmed and she needs some time to rest so she sits out on a game night or just time that we could have spent together because she needs that and like for me to get upset at her like to take it out on her would be me placing myself at higher importance than than her and that is so counter gospel like what you said of um the colossians verse i think it was mm-hmm. It's pretty much being others focused. Like uh, literally scripture tells us to to look at others as more important than ourselves. Not to think that we're not important or to uh, forsake ourselves, right. but we need to look at others in a sacrificial way, right. just as Christ did for us. Right, exactly. He, his love for us was so sacrificial. Exactly. He, he never, you know, like put his needs and his desires above us. He did... He literally died for us so exactly. that we could have a right relationship with exactly. the Father again. And that is so beautiful and something that we should carry into our relationships. And releasing people in your life to God and and say, you know what, God? I release this person to you. Like, I'm not going to put my expectations on them because it's unfair. Mm-hmm. And in that, there's so much beauty because you get to validate your feelings because your feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been plenty of times when, like, I hit up Bridget and I, like, really wanted her to come hang out. Or come to church or whatever it is. And she really just didn't have the capacity. And it made me sad. I may have shed a tear or two. I might have been really sad. And I validated myself and I and I took it to God instead of reacting with an attitude towards yeah. her or something that I probably would have done yeah. when I was 15 years old. I was like, you know what? It's perfectly fine that I feel this way. Emotions are indicators of what we value most. Mm-hmm. And it just showed that I value quality time with you. I value making memories with you. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But also... I love you and I respect your boundaries as well. Like mm-hmm. both are true and both can coexist and coincide right. with each right. other. No. And that's what it looks like in a healthy yeah, relationship. Absolutely. And communicating like she, if I never have communicated to her, um, my capacity or my feelings or, or, or my thoughts, then she wouldn't have had this understanding, you know, um, she, cause she knows that I struggle ha- and have struggled with like people pleasing tendencies. Mm-hmm. So if she would have maybe, maybe reacted the way that her flesh wanted to react, then it would have ignited the insecurity in me to be like, okay, well I have to go and ignore, yeah. you know, and by no means am I promoting like, um, like self-righteousness like yeah, yeah. You know, or anything like that. But I am saying, um, yes, learn your capacities and communicate that within your friendship because it's vital, it's essential. That's yeah. one of the key points I wanted to I wanted to point out that in friendships, in order to have um, a solid friendship, um, of course, as we keep mentioning, um, look to the word of God and what he says in, within community and within, you know, the body of Christ. Mm. But um, just 
practically yeah. to, to communicate because you're not a mind reader. I'm not a mind reader. You know what I mean? And sometimes we may miss the mark mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, but I feel like the beautiful thing in that is to tie it back to like the theme of this, this episode, no new friends. No, like, yes, new friends. But you should counteract that fear with the gospel. Like, yeah. it brings us back to the gospel. Like, we are going to fall short. That's why we need Jesus. Exactly. And when we, when someone lets us down in, in friendships or new friendships that we're pursuing or whatever it is, that really is a call for us, like low-key a blessing in disguise, for us to go back to God, yeah, to bring our feelings absolutely. to Him, to be more dependent upon Him, to be fulfilled in Him and not in people. And if you're someone who um, struggles with codependency, or attachment issues is so crucial, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. I think you meant, uh, you definitely hit the nail on the head earlier. Serve others, like have that heart to serve others. Um, By no means like ignore your feelings or anything like that. It really is because, think about it this way, I'm... I'm serving you. I want, I'm pouring into your cup. And because I'm pouring from love, a, a heart posture of love is going to motivate and ignite the same, the same thing mm-hmm. in, in friendship and my relationship. And in that process, into. it literally kind of like rearranges your heart. Right. And fills your heart back up with like good things and right. love and helps you see right. that person that you're pouring into more in the eyes of God yeah. rather than what they did to you in the past right. or whatever you're feeling and your pain and mm-hmm. now that you're projecting onto others Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and it's a transformational process and then it just becomes a beautiful cycle of of good things rather than projecting your pain onto someone now they're gonna react and then it just becomes a cycle of bad things so you get to choose what the trajectory of that exactly exactly and you could do that with old friends like us like you know just we're just an example but even more with your new friends because they're getting to learn you um they're getting to know how God made you, you know, and then your capacities, your talents, your gifts, all that. So it's, it's truly a beautiful thing when you mm-hmm. have that heart of servanthood, when you have that heart um, centered and honestly, it might sound cliche, but like, what would Jesus do? Like, yeah. how would he, how would he, how is he when he is, you know, um, within, when, when he was in his ministry and with his disciples, how did he treat them? How did he treat strangers? All that stuff. And in order to find that out, it's through his word. So some practical tips that you can approach new friendships with is first and foremost, put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Like girl, I literally made a post about this the other day. If there's a girl that you see around, whether it's at just Instagram or church or your school. job or school yeah. or whatever, that you're like, oh my gosh, like you have that natural attraction to her in the most... <laughs> platonic platonic way um yeah let's slide in her dms ask her for a coffee date <laughs> ask her to go if you guys have a shared interest ask her to do that uh, it's the beginning of the year ask her to get together and talk about your goals together like don't be scared to shoot your shot like yeah. to make new friends yeah i promise you like the most beautiful friendships come out of that absolutely and yeah absolutely. and then when you start those new relationships be intentional with them and old friendships too that's one thing that I think is a killer of any relationship, marriage, uh, romantic, friendships, family, is being friends with someone or being close to someone in relationship with them for so long, thinking that you know everything about them. Right. No, we are ever evolving creatures. We're always going to change. So never losing the, the, the awe and desire and intentionality of getting to know that person. Mm-hmm. Ask really intentional mm-hmm. questions. If you're someone who struggles with that, well, thank God we live in 2023 now <laughs> um, where you can literally go buy 
we're not really strangers which is a card game that like they have a bunch of different themes and they have a friendship one mm-hmm. that asks really good intentional questions um conversation starters you could buy we'll list a few in the in the um show notes um just literally you can google like conversation starters or intentional questions to ask friends things right. like that and they're really great conversation starters that really get help you get to know someone on a deeper level because you can go through life doing life with someone and never really get beyond the surface because you're so busy doing 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 right. that you're not sitting and really intimately connecting with right, them right, right. and i think that's so crucial learn their love languages how do they love how do they receive love um learn their their capacities uh what makes them feel great um what makes them feel bad be intentional send them a a text if you're in a busy season and maybe you can't spend time with them just a quick literally five second voice note hey i'm thinking about you how are you doing right you don't even got to type it out you can be me and just tell siri to do it (laughs) (laughs) she sure does um there's so many ways to be intentional, you know, just making that those little those little efforts no, they go yeah. so far. So far. And the, like I like to always think about like doing when you do the smaller things and you are consistent with it, it has such a bigger impact, such a Absolutely. bigger effect. They compound. Yeah. Like that brings me to just a just a thought of um that happened in my job. There was this I absolutely love this coworker. She is I just want to put her in my pocket. I love her. Now I got shout out to you. Um, so she was new to the practice um, and her parents went back to India and um, she was feeling sad because, you know, they're her parents and they were here for a while and she was technically someone new. I didn't really know her or anything like that, Of course, but I'm a friendly person. So of course I had here and there conversation. Anywho, um, there was a time where, I don't know, I just... It was just in me to just give her a hug and that just lit up her entire day. Her entire day, I I, I had no rhyme or reason why to do it and I just gave her a hug and she was on the verge, right before I gave her that hug, she was on the verge of crying and then later she was like, Bridget, did you like read my mind? She was like, that hug is exactly what I needed at that moment and it honestly was just an act of kindness, an act of just like, you know what, let me just give her a hug. obedience too, low key, high key, really. Of being in tune with the spirit. Yeah. So like, this is why, obviously, the common denominator under everything we talk about yeah. is being plugged in and abiding in Christ. And when you do that, you're able to be more sensitive to the spirit and his promptings. Because how many times have you walked somewhere or whatever and you feel a nudge yeah. to be like, go pray for that person. Go start a conversation and with that person. Scary, but- go give that person money. Whatever it is, it's scary. But you don't understand, like, those moments can literally be life-changing mm-hmm. and life-saving. Yeah. And God does so much through us and in our lives yeah. and in others' lives yeah. when we're obedient in that yeah. way. So I think that's so beautiful. Yeah, I think um, being obedient, because we can't see what we can't see, yeah. but He does. So when we are obedient to His nudges, to His guidance, like, when He does reveal things that might have been happening um and behind the curtain we're like wow like then like you're just a sense of gratitude like okay god thank you thank you for nudging me Mm -hmm. and you know it's like it's like anything in life like you don't want to do it you're kicking or dragging your feet and then you do it and you're like oh my gosh i can't believe i almost didn't do this (laughs) like this is so fulfilling this is so refreshing and i think that comes from natural sinful nature of like just not wanting the things of god like paul says it he's like why do i i do the things i don't want to do and i don't do the things I do want to do or should do, you know, it's like, it's, it's, and he was a Christian at that time. And it's something that we're always going to struggle with. And <laughs> we have one minute. Yes. 
<laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Like we, we're always going to struggle with that no matter how long you're walking with Christ. So just like Paul struggled with that battle, it's going to be something we're always going to struggle with. But I think the more that you build up that muscle of doing things, even though you don't really want to do them at first and you see the reward of that, it becomes easier and easier and more, um, you're just more motivated to do yeah. it. And that discipline is just gross. Right. Um, with that being said, you have a personal testimony specifically on I that topic. Do. So mm-hmm. tell us about it. Okay. So uh, Brittany, she came to Florida from Germany mm-hmm. back in September of last year. August. That's okay. Well, like August 31st. <laughs> <laughs> September. Um, what you call it? So um, at that time, I was like freshly saved, like fresh. And um, because I didn't grow she up. She got in, saved in April. No, in May. May. Yeah. <laughs> but. I didn't surrender. Yeah. You kind of started going to a church, but yeah. like wasn't really plugged in. Right, right, right. And because I didn't have any kind of discipleship for real, um, anyone guiding me for real at that time. I was just kind of on my own. And the the only thing that I went straight into was the word. And then eventually I just Googled like a Christian church because I was brought up Catholic, not even like an OD practicing one, but I was brought up Catholic. Um, So I was just like, oh, a Christian church. And then there was one nearby. So I just went to it. Right. I didn't like I didn't know how to pick a church. Anywho. Yeah. Not to go on a tangent. Yay, you said it right. <laughs> um, what you call it? So she came in September. And um, by that time, I just had already been reading um, the Bible. I just started in Genesis and just just went that way. I just think it's so funny how people who didn't grow up in the church. I mean, obviously, it makes sense. We always feel like we got to start in Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> I did the same thing. I don't recommend I it. so many people. Yeah. I don't recommend it just because like. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little hard to digest. Yeah. You know. It, it, like all of scripture is one big story. Yeah. That kind of starts at the center with Jesus. That Jesus makes everything else make sense because Jesus is all throughout yeah. scripture. Yeah. And. Without Jesus, you can fall into a super like legalistic mindset or condemn yourself too much because you're just gonna like see the God of wrath yeah. that you see a lot in the Old Testament right. and not so much his grace. Right. And his grace is what makes the wrath make sense or like they work hand in hand. Right, so, like, exactly, exactly. So that's why like if you're a new believer, we don't recommend to start off. Definitely suggest starting in the gospels. In the gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah, absolutely. But Personally, yeah, I recommend Matthew. But anyways, so so yeah, so I had already been um reading the Bible. I was in Genesis and I was getting familiar with it, right? And then I had like my own little routine. And so she came and she was determined to to find community. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, come to the church I'm going to. I personally, I love it. But to be honest, when I was going, because I was so new, um, some of the preaching I didn't understand. Um, because it was very theological. It was very, I mean, it was very, it was a expository preaching. So like straight from scripture. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Yeah. But that's a, that's a topic for another. Yeah. Like you always (laughs) want it to be theological sound, theologically sound, of course. But as a new believer, it's, it was just a little bit harder to to understand. However, I definitely did feel the Holy spirit so present and I just felt his comfort. Mm -hmm. So I just kept going. And back then I had like, I had like almost no fear and I went straight up to the pastor for like prayer, but that's anyways, that's going off. Anywho, so she when she came, we joined a small group and she was just like, mm, it's not it's not something I'm really like vibing with. Like I'm not really feeling what I know I should feel. I just in a, never felt 
welcome. Not welcome, but like low-key, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I didn't feel right. And I don't know if it was me projecting my own um, inner beliefs or lies or whatever, mm-hmm. but I just never felt truly embraced yeah. or welcomed or like like I had a seat at yeah. the table for real. Yeah. You know, I felt low-key judged and like they had to they had to really try hard not to judge me and yeah. my story and my life and the way I dress and the way I look and my past yeah. and things like that. Like it was so foreign to them. Yeah. And I just didn't want to be in a place that was like yeah. forced like that. Yeah. And know? I think because you were a little bit further in your walk, you was able to discern that. Me, I was so fresh because we have that in common. I mean, we come from the same place. Granted, she's a lot more fashionable, but in the sense of like just just being who you are, like you yeah, like yeah. to wear makeup, you like to sometimes you like to wear you wear like I don't know a tighter shirt or whatever the case is, whatever, or have nails and all this stuff. Um, I just I just felt his, his Holy Spirit and I just I stayed there. But I think if I would have stayed longer, I would have probably been like, mm, I don't think they understand my slang. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But anyway, like we would have had to like kind of filter who we are as people. Right, right, right. Not in a holy way, but just like to please man. And I don't think that's what God wants. Right, right, right. But anyways, back to the community thing. So, (laughs) um, so then she was like on the hunt and we lived together at at the time and she found this, this church where they have like a young Young adult, adults yeah, like ministry. a yeah, like a young adults ministry. It's supposed to be like from ages eighteen to thirty six, but really everyone there was like eighteen to twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, like they were we super felt young. so old. Od, we're but like in our cool. late twenties. Mm-hmm. It was cool for the time being. Yeah, I can't remember when you first brought it up. When you first brought, I still think I was a little like mm. actually Very. it was like it was it, it wasn't even when she brought it up. It was in our like personal time. Like we were in in my room at the time, and I was um, reading the word, and we just was having conversation. And she mentioned community, and I'm just like, like, do I have to? Like, <laughs> like literally, that was like my whole energy. I'm like, do I have to? Is that something like really? Like I don't. I'm new. You know, because that's how I felt. I'm like, I didn't I didn't grow up in this. Like, I don't know as much as even, you know, I don't know as much as somebody, especially people from the church. Yeah, know. it's crazy. I forgot so, that you were so you were really stressing a lot about like, oh, but like, I'm just not going to fit in or I'm not yeah. going to feel comfortable or yeah. like I'm not going to be uh, embraced or welcomed. Yeah, all this stuff. I felt and I like, like I was going to be no, so rejected. Me, just come, just come. Yeah. Like, oh, and I'm she? saying this like, like I like. As if it's a church I've been to for yeah. forever. It's literally that was God like yeah. encouraging me to encourage you in that yeah. way. Yeah. And so and that was like that was just an our time. So then anyways, um she found that church, she found that ministry, and then she was like, Hey, like, um, let's go to it, let's give it a try. So I was like, Okay, let's give it a try. When I got there, and I was like, every, I mean, granted, everyone was like super loving, yeah. super welcoming, but it was high energy. It was very like, like, um, I don't know if I want to use the word charismatic, but it was just very high energy. Very, yeah, like young adult, low-key, like youth, like very just energetic. Yeah. Like worship, um, jumping up and down, yeah. super, super loud. Yeah, yeah. And someone who didn't grow up around that for real. And I remember back then, like if someone spoke in tongues or like had the Holy Ghost in them, I would be like, what is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't think. Well, how did I Jackie post? Had Jackie post? Something like that. I don't, I don't have Huffer. that gift. Like, <laughs> something like that. Jackie, if you're listening, we love you, girl. <laughs> Anyways, um, what you call it? So, so uh, yeah. Have us as a guest on your podcast. <laughs> Anyways, so, so yeah. So then it was just like very like just high energy. And I'm just like, this is 
ain't it get me out of here yeah. uh nah you were really overwhelmed at yeah first. I was very very overwhelmed and I was already overwhelmed as it was because I was moving I just I just bought a house I was moving to a totally different town um I was in a new job but there was just a lot I was in a fall season a lot of things was changing you know my best friend just came here with my goddaughter you know and I'm like trying to um navigate through that as well where I want to spend as much time with her and all this good stuff so there was just a lot of changes so when we went there um they were promoting this conference. It's their annual conference. Three yeah. days full of sessions. Yeah. And, yeah. and let me tell you, they were hyping it up. Yeah. They were just like, this is life changing. This is if you if you can be there, sign up, register, do all that. There's not a third. And I'm just like, this ain't all that. Like there She literally was not trying to go, but I was like, I was debating, mm-hmm. but like on the inside, I really wanted to go because I'm like, honestly, like I just, I feel like this is what I need. Like yeah. a time and a space to just like have a weekend just full of God. Like sometimes yeah. you just need to saturate yourself, yeah. honestly. And that intimidated me that like, I'm like, I'm already so overwhelmed. And then like, I don't know none of this and three whole days. And you were worried about like your social anxiety too. She was like, like, what if, yeah. what if I get overwhelmed and, and yeah. anxious? Like I'm, I was, and so I, I had like an escape plan for us. So I was like, okay, like if you feel <laughs> like that, like, like we could come back home. It's only like five minutes from my house. So I was like, we could come back home. We don't have to do all the sessions. Yeah, I remember. Long story short, we ended up doing every single one of the and sessions. And we were pumped. And we, we walked so out of that. But we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So yeah, I was like, nah, they're, they're bringing it up and it's not all that. There's not a third. So then we really, we got close to this one girl who was like super close to the pastor. She was and, like on her way to be an intern there. Yeah. So she was kind of like in leadership. Yeah, she was the plug. So she told us about, um, like, and me and her had like such a, a intimate moment of mm-hmm. sharing about family and stuff. So like we connected very well. Um, Nayeli, shout out to you. Mm-hmm. So, um, so she told me about the sponsorship and that's how we were able, both her and I, we were able to attend because you did have to pay for it. So, okay. And I'm just like, all right, we just, let's do it. And it's just a prime example of, if you're scared, do it anyways. Yeah. Like, if you really do feel that nudge from the Holy Spirit and you've been praying out to the Lord, just do it. I know it's hard, but just do it. So, whatever. So then we went and let me tell you that conference was, they wasn't bigging it up for no reason. It was life changing. Mm-hmm. So I got saved back in May, but I hadn't really surrendered to the Lord. Um, I declared, of course, that He was my Lord and Savior. Um, but I haven't, I didn't surrender my life to him. I was still kind of like, just, one foot in, one foot out. Yeah, kinda. yeah, exactly. But that conference, there was, I remember so vividly, they, the way that they allow the Holy Spirit to just move in there. They opened, they opened the altar for just personal worship. And I remember so vividly that I got down on my knees. Yeah. I've never done that ever. I've got down on my Me knees. Me neither. We both did. Yeah. It was so crazy too. Yeah. Cause like. There was parts of me that even while we were doing that felt uncomfortable because it's like, we're used to shaking our butts. Yup, like in the club, like I'm partying. Throwing up middle fingers and just being ratchet together. (laughs) Like that's normal where we come from. So like being (laughs) on our knees in worship, surrendering to God was like, weird yeah it's like very weird who is this but we are made new in him but it like it made it even more impactful because it was really like we were not doing this because everyone else around us was doing it or this is what we grew up around or what we saw or what what is expected it was a true like 
act of surrender on yeah. our part. Because I know for a fact we were both like fighting against it. Like, yeah. like we were like, no, no, no. Like, we, no. It like, was a what? lot of like um, pride of yeah. like, oh, how are we going to look to others? We're going to look stupid or, yeah. or, or what are the guys going to think of us like yeah. on our knees, like yeah. surrendering to God, worshiping like, mind you, so they, dumb they were whatever. doing it themselves too. Yeah. But yeah, we still had this mindset. And I think there's so much beauty in that, in that moment of surrender in worship because it takes your focus from you to God. Exactly. And it says, you know what, God? Like, less of me and more of you. Exactly. And, and there's a beauty in worship that is, like, undignified. Like, you're you're not afraid to, like, look weird to yeah. the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, back to community. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, just to wrap up, like, right before that, I just remember being on my knees and lifting up my hands and truly blocking out my surroundings and literally saying, I give you my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't want to control it anymore. Like, I, it's too heavy. And I literally, I just, like, I, I surrendered it all. From that moment forward, I have never been the same. Yeah. I have never been the same. It's just, it's this incredible thing. I know not everyone's story is the same. But from that moment forward, it was just easier for me not to use uh, foul language. It was, I felt a little bit more convicted with what I consumed like um verbally and like certain music not trying to convict anyone out there but just personally i just like mm, this is not really feeding my soul yeah. this is not really honor honoring the lord so i just rather not um and i just this fire in my heart was just like i want to just scream in front of mountaintops yes like i'm like jesus <laughs> i love you like i my life is yours and then that's why galatians 2:20 is like oh my gosh it's it's so imprinted in my heart it's um uh I no longer, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I live now in the flesh is by faith in the son of God who loved me and died for me. And man, do I meditate on that scripture because it's just so true. It is not me who lives anymore. It's, it's, it's him. It's, it's the faith that I have in him. Um, How has that impacted your mindset on community then? Like, yeah. How, like putting yourself out there, being vulnerable to people you didn't know, being vulnerable around people you didn't know, surrendering to God, like just in such a a raw way, like how has that changed your mindset on community and how has it changed your life? Um, tremendously, because as I mentioned before, I didn't have anyone guiding me. I didn't have anyone, you know, it wasn't up until like um, that, well, a little bit before, like Brittany has been like my mentor, low key, high key. And, but she's just one. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of power in that. But if it wasn't for community, I by no means would have gotten this far in my faith and getting to know the Lord. Because what does scripture say? It says something like there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. So yeah. Like, community, not just one person in right. your life. Granted, Different people should have different levels of access to you. You know, be transparent with the many, but vulnerable with the few. Yeah. And you got to choose who to be truly vulnerable with, who to yeah. let in on what you're struggling with now. Yeah. Um, but don't close yourself off to people. No, yeah. And I think um, that was the first time ever to just stranger. I was able to just be super yeah. vulnerable and cry. And they cared. Yeah. They wasn't just like, mm, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> they was like, they... Cause her name was Gabby, I believe. Yeah. Like they cared, and she was like, "How can I pray for you?" And it was just so genuine. Mm-hmm. And that was just the first time I encountered that, yeah. and I just kept seeing that. And it just it, it I wouldn't be the Christian I am today if it wasn't the Holy Spirit bringing that yeah. community to my life. I just I, I just wouldn't be who I am. We wouldn't mm-hmm. be who we are because I know she also when she was overseas, like she was longing for community, and when she got yeah. here, that was like. That was a goal goal. for her. I was like, I've, 
in a beautiful way, the first few years of my walk with Christ was just me and him. Like literally, um, I had one or two people coming out of my life that kind of guided me and discipled me. But for the most part, like I had no community. And I think that was necessary in my walk to build on my faith. But there came, it also grew my hunger and desire for community because I felt the lack of it. it I also saw looking back, I'm like, since I've been here a year and some change ago, the way I've grown and matured just from being around community, being plugged in my church and mm-hmm. literally the amount of transformation and growth in this one year and change was more than the four years prior to that, just doing it alone with God. Like yeah. there's so much <clears throat> beauty in that, but like beauty comes from pain and like it doesn't come without its challenges and it's a constant heart check of are you idolizing relationships? Are you <laughs> idolizing the church? Are you expecting people to be perfect? Are you... um catching offense too quickly you know those yeah. are those are going to be things that you're going to have to work through but trust that they are uh making your faith more mature and yeah. making you a better person yeah he guides us through two good things through hard things Absolutely. you know and um those trials builds builds endurance and yeah, perseverance yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so you know he makes beauty out of ashes so it might it might suck sometimes it might feel uncomfortable but you know what you don't grow from comfort zones and let me tell you Brittany is the epitome of taking me out of my comfort zone as we mentioned in our first episode <laughs> but I am so grateful for that so grateful for that because um we need that you know yeah. like we we need that within our community we need someone who's going to push you we need someone who's going to listen to you we need we, we just need all the above so I'm super grateful for not only my sister here, but just community, just all all together. And even the community that I have and maybe like a secular in a secular environment, because man, does God move. <laughs> he showed us. Woo. So yeah, I'm super grateful for the community all around me. All around me. It's amazing. Community is life changing. It is crucial in this life. It's a blessing. And yeah, like yeah. it starts with getting out of your comfort zone and just putting yourself out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Taking taking a risk with community, it's scary. And a lot of times we want to back out, but taking that leap of faith within community just has a much sweeter reward in the end. And it opens the doors to heavenly possibilities, possibilities that you just can't even fathom absolutely. right now, you know? Because all you can think of is just like, oh no, this, I, I don't like how how this makes me feel right now. It's a little bit uncomfortable, but can you just imagine the heavenly possibilities that comes behind that? Like once you take that leap of faith, you get, if we are the body of Christ, if you look at a body, like all members and parts of the body are important. Right. And so we can do so much more together than we can do alone. We can accomplish a lot more together. We grow more individually together. It's just, um, it's just a beautiful thing. Like to conclude, this episode, we just want to encourage everyone out there who may be feeling just a little scared and or just alone. A, exactly. Like she just took the words out of my mouth alone. This that's also the, the reason behind this podcast mm-hmm. as well, that you aren't alone. You have a seat at our table yeah. no matter where you are, just like Jesus, no matter where you are in your in, in, in your life. He loves you and he wants to be with you. Yeah. So we want to encourage that's one you. Thing I love about him the most. Like he sat with everyone like right. he sat with. The people who were outcasted, the rejected, the broken, the hurt, the the messy, the mm-hmm. the adulterous, like all like he really was there and made people feel so loved and accepted. If anything, like he condemned religious leaders the most. So that that means that we really, for those in ministry, gotta be 
really guarding our hearts and making sure that we are coming back to his his heart and his grace yeah. um, and not becoming legalistic or yeah. religious, yeah. you know? Yeah. Relationship is so crucial. Yeah. So go out there. Talk to talk to somebody who you've never talked to before. Um, Shoot just, your shot. Yeah, be bold. It's, it's okay because <laughs> God got you. So as I said earlier, you know, if God is for you, who can be against you? You know? Mic drop. <laughs> Pray so us out, girl. Yes, ma'am. So let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father. And close your eyes, but unless you're driving, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Heavenly Father, once again, we just can't thank you enough, Lord God, for just creating this space, Lord, for 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 us being here all together, Lord God, even though it's through a camera and here side by side with my best friend and and our producer dave um we're just so grateful lord that you are working through us to spread out your love to spread out what you have to say to to your to your beloved lord god i pray that the one the ones who's listening to our to our voices to our podcast they just feel you moving so mightily in their in their lives in their hearts and in their surroundings lord god that they um uh, if they're listening to listening to this in their morning that they just feel so equipped for the demands in uh, within the day because they know who's got them lord god that they know that they are not alone and that they were never alone lord god we are encouraging community, Lord, but remind them that they're, they have a community within you, Lord God, um, that they don't have to feel alone. They don't have to worry about tomorrow. They don't have to just do anything, Lord God, other than to just enjoy your presence, enjoy your gifts, enjoy who you are, Lord God. I pray that this podcast episode encourages anyone listening and even ourselves to just put one foot in front of the other and just... Uh, do kingdom work, Lord God. We love you and we thank you. We pray this all in your mighty and holy name. Amen. Amen.